0: Welcome to the TikTok podcast. The clock is always ticking. So let's synchronize our watches and dive in. I'm your host, Callie Brigham, and I'm here to help you make time for what matters. Friends, welcome back to another TikTok episode. Delighted as always to be with you. And we're gonna continue a conversation that we started in episode 8 we're going to just build on that if that's okay with you we talked about the concept of a brain drain super quick recap on the brain drain it is this is an opportunity for you to get all the things on your to-do list that are rolling around in your brain you're going to get them down on paper on a sunday strategy session to make your monday and frankly the rest of your week so much more efficient peaceful, productive, you name it. You've got four categories on your brain drain. If you haven't downloaded your free printable, it is in the show notes again for you. So you can follow along and also pay attention to the last page, but we're going to get to that. I'm getting ahead of myself. So the brain drain has these categories of your personal to-do list, which by the way, I did book that grooming appointment and Pippa is looking good. She's our mini Australian Labradoodle who was looking real shaggy, but now she is all pretty after her spa day. So in case you were worried about her. So it's got your personal to-dos and then your professional to-dos if you have a business or service. And then it's got a section for delegation. We will have future episodes on delegation and just my thoughts on that, ideas, ideas, maybe even taking it to some places that you've not thought about for delegation, but I digress. And then a section for your meal plan, because remember, there's people to feed. So that's your brain drain. And now we have talked about briefly about taking all of those things and applying them and placing them on your weekly plan. So if you're following along and you have the printable, then you'll know that the last sheet is your weekly plan sheet. This is kind of the overview, the bird's eye view of your week. That's the first thing that it is. And the second thing is it is your daily schedule in black and white. Well, for some of you, it's color if you like colored markers and colored pencils. So it is a bird's eye view. So it's an overview of the whole week. So you can see it at a glance quickly. And there's some tips to that coming too, but it's also a chance for you to see, okay, on this day, at this time, this is what I'm doing. So you've taken all the stuff from your brain drain and you have transferred it now to your weekly plan sheet. For some of you, this is a brand new concept. For some of you, this is like old school girl. This is old school. We're, We're making old school, the new cool. Okay. And I've got what I hope are a couple of unique thoughts for you. As a matter of fact, I feel like I rarely have a completely new to me idea. Usually it comes from years of studying or good books or other podcasts, but this, I just think God just downloaded this thought to me when I was brainstorming ideas for the podcast. And I thought, wait, I think this is the key for many of us to this weekly plan sheet. I wanna tell you my very first experience with a weekly plan sheet. We're gonna go back a couple of years, maybe a couple of decades. And I was still working at the television news station, working like I've talked about 50, 60, 70 hours a week. So that was a huge block of time for my weekly plan. And then I had just started on the side, my own business as my side hustle. And Josh and I were dating at the time. So he was working full-time. I was working full-time. I lived in a little duplex, 900-square-foot duplex, and he lived in-house with a roommate. So we had very busy schedules. We did not see each other a whole lot because of that. And I was introduced to this weekly plan sheet concept. And I remember thinking at first, "Uh, I don't need that. I mean, I'm just going to keep it real. I thought, I don't have kids. I'm not married. Why on earth would I need a weekly plan sheet when it's just me? That's what I was thinking. Well, after a few weeks of this addition to my life, this new side hustle, this new business that I was doing, I started to get the impression (laughs) rather clearly that Josh just wasn't loving something about it. And we finally had a conversation and he said that he felt like that this new business and my schedule was taking a priority. Now, the reality was I had made the decision that even though I was so crazy, crazy packed with my full-time job and now adding this on, that Friday night and Saturday night were date nights, like no matter what, it was date night. I knew that in my head, but I never really verbalized that to him, nor did he see it in black and white. So I was working my new business at night, typically a couple nights a week and on a Sunday night, but what he was feeling was that because of this new and different change to our schedule, that he wasn't feeling like he was important or a priority. So fortunately, thank God, instead of just dismissing him, (laughs) which sometimes we do, sorry, honey, but I decided, all right, I'm going to give this thing called a weekly plan sheet a shot and it was really more for the emotional side of things than really planning anything out so i wrote out my job i think i wrote that in like black sharpie it was black like my heart at the time and then my new um my new side hustle in pink and all that but then i had that friday night and saturday night that were reserved just for him and it was amazing what a difference it made for him understanding and respecting my schedule. For me, feeling like I had something to look forward to and had a little bit of control over my very uncontrolled schedule. And ever since then, it's been a key element to lots of different changes and circumstances and experiences that we've had. So I just wanted to throw that out there my first weekly plan she experienced. Now keep in mind, there it is not a one size fits all, this weekly plan. And if you are like me, you probably think for the most part that what it is based on are circumstances. Right? Whether you have a full time job or you go to school full time or you have two part time jobs, or if you have kids, if your kids are driving, if your kids are toddlers, if your kids are napping, if your kids have jobs after school, if you have a husband that travels or a husband that works from home, or if you have volunteer things that you do or community events, right? You're probably thinking that a weekly plan sheet is based on circumstances. Now, that is true, of course, because you've taken the things on your brain drain, and you've applied them to your weekly plan. But what if it is more than that? What I want to talk about in today's episode is understanding that actually adding in the idea of your personality type can enhance this process and make this weekly plan sheet totally make sense. It's kind of like we have got dark glasses or goggles on, and we're going to take them off and we're going to see the light. What do I mean by understanding your personality type? Now, there's a lot of different personality tests and quizzes and things out there, so I'm not really referring to those, although I am obsessed with anything to do with that. Really, what I want to boil it down to in today's episode are the three things that are being an introvert, being an extrovert, and I did decide to go ahead and add in ambivert. If you don't know what that is, hang with me. Imagine applying being an introvert, an extrovert, or an ambivert to your weekly plan sheet. Is that a new thought for you? It certainly was for me. Now, before we explain what that looks like practically, I just want to give a really quick overview of what the personality type is and understanding it. Because this is based more, this podcast, more on time. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on this. You can definitely research more, especially if you're not hundred percent sure what you are. Although I feel like in the next few minutes, you'll probably make at least a conclusion for that. Now, introvert, extrovert, ambivert gets mistyped a lot because many times people base that on if you're outgoing or if you're more shy. So people think, oh, you're outgoing. You must be an extrovert but that's not the true definition. And that's not the definition we're gonna use when it comes to this action step. Introvert, extrovert, ambivert is more about how you get recharged, how you get recharged, how that battery gets boosted and ready to go again, how you feel most like yourself, how you feel centered, how you feel controlled, That has to do with being an introvert, extrovert, or ambivert. So an introvert is going to recharge through solitude and introspection. They need some alone time. Like, leave me alone (laughs) with love. All love, right? Extroverts. They're going to draw energy from social interactions. They need people. I have a feeling that COVID was The most challenging, probably for our extrovert friends. And then we have the ambiverts. This is newer on the scene because there's some people that say, well, I'm kind of a balance. I'm kind of a balance of both. I wouldn't necessarily categorize myself fully one or the other. So we're going to go ahead and give you your own category. (laughs) You can be an ambivert, which means you need both. So which one are you? Okay, introverts unite at home by yourself. Have you ever seen that meme? Introverts, raise your hand. Extroverts, raise your hand. Ambiverts, raise your hand. So if we're going to take this and we're going to filter our weekly plan based on understanding our personality, what would that look like for an introvert? For an introvert, as you plan this out, map this out, guess what you're going to want to try to make sure that you have? Alone time. Some white space. Some Blank space, some time where you can be you and plug into whatever that is, whatever that positive trigger is for you. And again, most likely being by yourself. Now, this is a challenge for some people based on those circumstances, right? Maybe you work with people all day long. Therefore, scheduling your alone time might mean going to the gym by yourself or taking a long walk or sitting in your car in the parking lot listening to this podcast, okay, it might mean that you have a week that feels very, very (laughs) people-y. Then what you want to make sure is at the end of the week that you have that time where you can slip away, whether it's an hour, whether it's two hours, whether it's 15 minutes, whether it's time in a bath with a good book. That's going to be critical for my introverts out there. So it's not just a matter of loading up your schedule. It's understanding why you might not love your schedule, why some weeks your schedule feels better than others, why sometimes you feel like if I can just make it through this week, chances are it's because you need that alone time. Now, not only that for my introverts, but also... In the planning process, you probably want a little bit of quiet reflection. You don't want a crazy loud house and everybody jumping all around when you're doing this. So this may be a time when people are napping at your house on Sunday afternoon or after the kids go to bed in the evening or first thing in the morning when you can light a candle and have a cup of coffee and you're just taking a few minutes for yourself to plan Calmly. So make sure that you incorporate activities that align with those introverted preferences. And again, you can search out a lot more of this if you need more specific ideas on what that looks like. So introverts, take a look at your weekly plan sheet. Know that you probably feel upside down, out of whack, out of balance if you don't have some of that time when you can just be with your favorite person, you. And by the way, you do not need to apologize for this. Sometimes people can misunderstand that an introvert, they might feel like, oh, they're not being friendly or they don't want to be part of the group. But if you will communicate that to people around you and say, hey, what I realized is that part of my week so that I can be my best self means that I need to slip away. I'll never forget, we were on a trip, we were with a big group of people from um, my organization that I work with, with my company, and we were on basically our incentive trip, and we were in Spain, and I ran into a girlfriend of mine who is a self-proclaimed introvert, and I said, hey girl, what's going on? A lot of us had gathered at the pool, all right, so we're at this gorgeous hotel, we're at the pool, everybody's talking, having a great time. I said, hey, how are you? She said, I'm so great. I said, you are? She said, yes. I just went and had lunch all by myself. She said she kicked her husband out. She said, go have fun with people. She went and sat at a restaurant all by herself. She brought a book and she sat there and she read and she ate her yummy food. And then she was ready to come back and join the group. And I love that she saw that about herself. Okay, so introverts, we've got it, right? It is not selfish. It is critical for yourself, your self-care. I know that word gets thrown around a lot, probably too much, but it's critical for you to be able to ha- apply that and have that in there. Okay, extroverts, all right, where are my extroverts? They're hooting and hollering. Boop, boop, here I am. An extrovert, you are going to wanna to make sure that there is social In your weekly plan there are social events you're probably not going to want to go to the gym by yourself you're going to want to do a class at the gym so you've got your gym tribe right you're going to want to do your planning in a group you might do your planning at the coffee shop but while your friends are doing their planning too you don't want to do it solo that does not fuel you You want to make sure that you have a balance between that social and personal time, and that is significant for you. When you are not around people, you feel a little bit less than. You feel like you're sort of losing yourself. So make sure that, especially if you have the kind of job, if you work from home, or if we've got some moms out there that have littles at home, I feel like that's not quite filling your extroverted cup. It is okay to say, I need a girl's night out, whether that means I'm getting a sitter, if my husband's not around or I'm a single mom, whether that means I swap childcare with somebody or heck, maybe we're just going to do a big old play date at my house. Everybody bring their kids, all the moms come and we have a pretend book club. You know, nobody ever reads the books, right? That's mission critical For my extroverts, you're going to want to make sure that you're maximizing social interactions. One of my dearest friends had the hardest time during COVID, and she realized it was because all of her social activities were ending. So she decided we were going to have Zoom gatherings. So we had our husbands. We had happy hours on Zoom. She said, if I can't get together in person, I'm going to have to do the second best thing. This was very, very important to her. And it was something that she was willing to make sure that she put in that weekly plan sheet. So again, there might be similar activities that an introvert and an extrovert do. They just decide if they're gonna do them alone or they're going to do them in a group. And what about the ambiverts? You're the ones that are kind of in between. Maybe you're an introvert in the morning. Have you heard people say like, that I'm not a morning person. Maybe you're just a bit more introverted in the morning. Maybe by the afternoon, you need people. You know, this is the difference between somebody who is going to do a grocery pickup and somebody who's going to go to the grocery store because they never know who they might see there, right? And they're going to have a conversation with the girl in the bakery about which bagel is best. (laughs) So our ambiverts Understand that they're gonna need a little flexibility in their planning strategies, kind of a little bit of both. So they're gonna incorporate social and solitary activities, sometimes even both in the same day. And again, we've talked a little bit about energy levels, and I have got the energy a guru. You have to say it like that, energy a guru, time guru coming up for you in the next episode, literally. But let's get back to our ambiverts. So our ambiverts understand that they might need a little bit of this, a little bit of that all in one day, or maybe, again, looking at the weekly plan sheet with that overview, they might say, hmm, you know, for these first couple days, I see that a lot of that I'm gonna be on my own, so I better make sure that I book that lunch appointment with a friend or that I get out of my house if necessary. So I hope that this is starting to give you some tips and some ideas on how this could work. You know, I think of myself, in case you were wondering, anybody care? (laughs) I think of myself as most likely an ambivert. I do enjoy being around people One of the things that I noticed, so I used to have a weekly sales meeting in person every Monday night, and we not only would gather for sales training and all that stuff, but then a lot of times we'd go out to dinner afterwards, and I loved it. I really did. Now, I had to gear myself up for it, like psych myself up for it. Then we'd go out to dinner. I'd be out late. I'd come home. You'd think I would just be able to go straight to bed, and I couldn't. I had to, like, come down from it. I had to like sit and maybe watch something mindless and sort of let myself detox (laughs) from it. And because of that, I noticed that it was really important that I didn't book anything that needed and required too much of my energy the next morning. Yeah, that's how much I expended that energy. I enjoyed it. I needed it. I loved it. But I also had to plan ahead Knowing that the next day, I was just going to need a little bit of some quiet time. I remember being on another trip too. And there was one morning. So when we go on these trips, we're with hundreds of people. And I love these people. And I want to squeeze the lemon, right? I want to get every moment. of. I'm like, I can sleep later. But this particular trip, it was towards the end of the trip. And my husband was going on a deep sea fishing with some of the guys. They were leaving really early. And I knew enough about myself that I thought, you know, this next morning, I'm going to have breakfast by myself. So if you ever see, by the way, somebody out to dinner by themselves or out to lunch, you might say, hmm, I wonder if they're an introvert or an ambivert, because they might really be loving this. So I went to breakfast by myself. I had it all mapped out and all planned out. And I had a gal come over and she said, oh, do you want company for breakfast? Which, by the way, I really appreciated how she said that. I looked at her and I said, you know, normally I would, but I have a date with myself this morning. And she just smiled and she said, I love it, girl, go for it. And I did, and I didn't apologize for that. And I knew in that moment, it would have been really easy to say, oh, sure, join me. But it was very vital for me to have that That time to myself. I went out and was going to lay out under the sun and um, we were at a beautiful resort in Hawaii. And one of the guys from the resort came over and he was helping me set it up. And he asked if I wanted to sit in the sun or the shade. And I said, yes. And he looked at me and I said, I want one chair in the sun and one chair in the shade so I can go back and forth and back and forth that he just filed. And I tell you, this vert, I was charged up and ready to go by the time the guys came back and for the rest of the day. So recapping what we've been talking about, my encouragement to you is to prioritize your high energy tasks during your peak times based on this personality style. So when you have a big project and you're an extrovert, gather the people, gather the people to do that with, gather them for brainstorming and collaboration. Or if you're an introvert, carve out some time, turn your notifications off on your phone and go for it. And I had my little teaser. A shout out to our next Feature Friday episode with the energy guru, time guru, my girlfriend, Christy Campbell. It's coming up in episode 11. Your mind is going to be blown by all things energy. And did you know there's more than one definition of time? Oh, yeah. Just wait. Also recapping, you can use tools like color coding or visual aids that will enhance your organization on your weekly plan sheet. One of the gals on my team, Dee, she laminates her weekly plan sheet because she just likes to have one brilliant and she uses dry erase markers, puts it up on the fridge so that everyone in her family and her household can see what in the world is going on. And by the way, if it's not on the weekly plan sheet and you habitually have somebody that keeps coming up and keeps trying to mess with your weekly plan, we're gonna talk a little bit about that next week. Because if your weekly plan is never accurate, Or maybe you're saying the phrase, well, it just doesn't work for me. I want to remind you, it is an inanimate object. (laughs) It doesn't work for anybody or work for, it doesn't work. You work for it. All right. So you're going to adapt your plans as needed throughout the week based on your introversion, your extroversion, or your ambiversion. And I hope that this will help you to understand how individual this whole thing is don't look to the right. Don't look to the left. This is not a comparison game. Explore and understand your own preferences. As I mentioned last episode on the brain drain, this takes a little time. It's going to take a little time to figure out. So next week, On our next episode, we are going to talk about what happens, though, if your weekly plan sheet is a dumpster fire, if it's always a mess, if things never go according to plan, if what you put on there does not match up with your business goals and more, including when people come and try to snipe your weekly plan. You're like, wait a minute, you didn't tell me about that, or I had no idea, or I already had this planned. So we're going to talk about when it goes awry. How about that? I would love to know your experiences with this weekly plan system based on the personality types. I would love for us to share some of these stories about this in in our TikTok tribe, which is on Facebook. The link to that is in the show notes as well. Be sure that you've downloaded that printable for use. And I do want to highlight that I've been getting some questions from some of you about one-on-one coaching. I am going to be taking on a couple of clients this new year. You can reach out to me through my contact page on my website, also in the show notes, calliebrigham.com if you're interested. There are a few parameters on that as well, but I wanted to address that because I've been getting that conversation from quite a few people. All right, you are armed and ready. my introvert friends, my extrovert friends, and my ambivert friends with your weekly plan sheet. and I hope this gave you some new clarity and a totally, totally exciting way to look at this old tool that now is super cool. So God bless you. And don't forget, get ready for our Feature Friday bonus with Time Guru, Christy Campbell. That is an episode 11. God bless. Thank you for joining me on the TikTok podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a five-star review. Your feedback fuels our mission to help you master your time. Set your alarm for our next episode. And until then, make every moment count.